0: We use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first.
1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously. It is day 31. Oh no!
0: (laughs) It is take 31 (laughs) of this sentence.
1: And we are doing our final hamumu halloween home horror hoedown
0: (laughs) that's perfectly executed
1: i mean there are too many h words (laughs) and none there's no rhyme or reason to what order you originally put them in explain
0: it's hamumu Uh
1: uh-huh and it's that's i always get that one right
0: Halloween is the holiday in question, Uh we're at home, Uh watching horror movies, Uh and dancing to folk music silently.
1: I understand why you chose each (laughs) of the H words, but there's no logic to the order in which you put them.
0: Uh, I put them in the right order.
1: Yeah, well, I can never put them in the right order. Hmm. So it's day 31, and we're watching the final Hamumu Halloween home horror hoedown movie. Did I do it right? Yeah. Ha! That movie happens to be The Wailing. The
0: Wailing! 2016. From 2016.
1: (laughs) Tell us why we picked this movie.
0: This movie is very high up on lists of best movies of recent times. It is a Korean film, which is something we have not done yet this month. So check. Okay. Okay. Um, it was subtitled. It was subtitled. We didn't learn Korean to watch it.
1: I was trying to say it wasn't done in English.
0: Okay. Because <laughs> well, sometimes the Italian movies are done in English. Right. I know. But no, this one was done in Korean. It wasn't dubbed Korean. or
1: anything. It was, yeah. it was we, list, we, we listened to it in Korean with English subtitles.
0: And it's supposed to be good. A lot of people saying great things. And now we have seen it. And I don't think we can really tell you what we saw.
1: I can tell you that it was the longest movie we watched all month. Oh, yes,
0: by far, at two hours and 40 minutes in length. It was very long. Early-ish on, I don't know, several hours into it, I (laughs) was feeling like I'm liking this. It doesn't feel like I'm watching a movie. It feels like I'm binging a series on Netflix.
1: I had the exact same thought, that it felt like I was watching... All of a um, like a made-for-TV series all at once.
0: Yeah, it would. It just goes and goes. And the thing is, it's really long, but a ton of stuff happens in that time. I mean, I don't know that the plot's that complicated, but just lots of individual mm-hmm. events. When we stopped it at some point, we had like an hour to go, and it felt like we had already seen a million different individual things happen.
1: Yes, I was shocked at how much time was left given how much we had already seen. But at the same time, not like annoyed at how much time was left.
0: Yeah. Like I was okay like with we it, were...
1: which I want to talk about again. I want to come back to that idea because okay. at the time I wasn't annoyed that there were still 40 <laughs> minutes left.
0: <laughs> so I see. In summary, as best I can do for this, this is a movie about a cop who is investigating killings that are happening in this little village And the killings are very strange, because people get a really bad rash, and then they go nuts and kill their family. And, you know, why is that happening? And he goes down this path of pursuing it, which involves, well... Actually, what it really involves is his daughter getting sick with this disease. And so, oh, no, he's got to deal with that. That's the main thrust of the whole movie. Mm -hmm. And he talks to his shaman, and he is pursuing the mysterious Japanese man who has moved into town that everybody seems to not like. And then there's other people that are involved, and it's confusing and complicated. And that's about as summarized as I can do that.
1: Yeah. After this movie, I went to IMDb and started reading what other people thought. Me too. Because, particularly with films based in. Cultures I have very little familiarity with. I like to get the perspective of other people to see if like the thing that I noticed was something that was a thing or something that was a thing because I was watching it through my very American filter. Sure. So I wanted to see like what were people saying about this movie? And it feels like people are very divided between thinking this is an amazing movie, (laughs) like nines and tens all over IMDb. Sure, yeah. Or very low scores, like ones and threes, because they don't like it at all.
0: Yeah, because it's too long, it goes nowhere, it doesn't give you answers. And that's the tricky thing about this movie is it is a Korean movie, so we're already out of our depth and we don't understand right. a lot of the nuance in it. Because
1: I felt at the end of it I was like, "Oh, that didn't wrap anything up. I have no idea what I was supposed to learn from this." And I was not sure if it was because the yes. story was done poorly or because I just didn't understand the explanations.
0: And that's what the reviews made me feel better about is that other people were like this is a very Mm open-ended movie that nobody understands like the director is very cagey about what it all means even like it's so it is a weird trippy movie one guy compared it to the David Lynch movie Mulholland Drive so that was like oh okay we don't have to understand this
1: other people compared it to The Witch
0: The Vivitch
1: The Vivitch which was similar to In you know in style and had that like really intense horror drama but didn't really explain exactly what was going on and had some of the same like religious well a lot of religious overtones but that weren't ever really tied together to say this is what we're trying to say it was just here's some stuff. What does it make you think about?
0: (laughs) And that's something in this movie, because this movie feels like it does. It explains something at the end. And I don't feel like that explanation even makes sense with everything we've seen. So I I think that's part of the lynchiness.
1: Yeah, I definitely read a review where somebody was saying, well, even... Well, you and I read the same one where they compared it to an M.C. Escher drawing, (laughs) where like you start to figure out a piece of it, but that piece of it doesn't fit with the rest of it. And then you go figure out a different piece, but it doesn't fit with the rest of it either.
0: Sure. Which
1: I suppose is a style. I mean, M.C. Escher has a very (laughs) distinct artistic style that either you're going to like or you're going to not like. And it seems people either really like it or really don't like it.
0: Yeah. It's got a lot going on. It's one of those things where I didn't understand it, but I can tell that there's something there as opposed to didn't understand it because it's stupid.
1: I find that interesting that you say that because I think I came down more on the other side where I feel like there was a lot of stuff there. (laughs) <laughs> and they threw and it, it was, all at the wall, right? And it was well done. Like I enjoyed watching this movie. It was mm-hmm. dramatic, and you know they used rain, and they used
0: lots of the rain.
1: forest and the mountains, and all of these homes. Like they, you know, just the style of the decorating and everything mm-hmm. was used so well. And like this, this kind of rural South Korean countryside. It was beautiful in a very, like, dark, disturbing way. And I didn't mind. Like, I think that there, there was some complaints about all the, you know, the wailing, the the <laughs> screaming. Like, there was lots of screaming. There was
0: lots of screaming.
1: And that was one of those moments where I'm like, especially the first time it was happening. And he shows up at the crime scene. And there are, like, three or four people just, like, in hysterics over what happened. And it was tragic, Yes. yes. But, like, take those people away.
0: (laughs) Well, one of them was being taken away as he arrived, but yeah. As he arrived
1: very late because he stopped I to have know. breakfast first. <laughs> that like was the whole what? Thing. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mind the screaming. I didn't mind the like exorcist style acting that the little girl was doing. I actually really thought it was she well was done.
0: Super good.
1: So there was a lot that I enjoyed about watching this movie. But I don't feel like it really said anything.
0: Like I, I don't. don't- think that's the case like for me i don't get it but it's there i'm it's on the tip of my tongue is what it is
1: yeah and that's very very possible i just i don't know part of it is that it's almost three hours long yeah and part of the almost three hours longness of it is that there were so many different chunks of movies in it Like at the beginning, I had to remind myself again, it's the cultural thing where I'm like reading it through a filter, and I, you know, have to be careful of like, this isn't necessarily, you know, not all movies about cops (laughs) (laughs) that we make in America illustrate competent cop behavior, right? Like, you know, I've seen movies where where Dwayne Johnson and and, uh, Kevin Kevin Hart Hart are cops. That's not an accurate portrayal of the American justice system. (laughs) So I had to remind myself, these cops... Are not accurately representing <laughs> cops in South Korea. <laughs> yes,
0: they were surprisingly goofball Keystone cops.
1: It was ridiculous and they were terrible at their jobs. I,
0: it felt to me like the first third of the movie had a lot of that comedy slapstick silliness mm-hmm. and then it just disappeared for mm-hmm. the rest of the movie and it was deadly serious.
1: Which makes me wonder why. <laughs> I don't why? Know. And then. About, what, halfway through the movie, two-thirds of the way through the movie, suddenly there's a zombie. Yeah. A single zombie.
0: Just one. And it turns out just one zombie is enough.
1: All that was needed. That zombie, it took those six guys (laughs) to deal with that zombie. It was intense. He bites somebody, several somebodies, I think. And I was was like, okay, I was on board with the zombie thing because the Japanese man raised him from the dead fine we've created zombies i don't know why but we've done it but sure. then it didn't go anywhere
0: yeah i don't understand where so many parts so go
1: why was there a zombie in the middle of this movie it was completely mm. unnecessary and if they had taken that whole scene out it would have been like 15 minutes shorter
0: yeah that would have been a good plan <laughs> i don't
1: i don't understand why it was there so I think that's why I, I sort of feel like, you know what it is? As a writer, and I assume as a screenwriter and as a movie maker, you have to learn to kill your darlings. Yes. And I do not feel like the darlings were killed in this in the making of this movie. No wow, darlings. did not
0: like those people.
1: No darlings were killed in the making of this movie.
0: <laughs> it did feel definitely that it didn't need to be three hours long. No. There was a lot of... Excess. Yeah. But there was a lot of artistry on display. And this is part of why I feel like the stories got something to it is like something I noted early on is how insanely chaotic a lot of the shots were. Like they'd be showing you a crime scene and everything was just a mess. Like you've seen messes in movies, but not like this. Like this,
1: this was (laughs) the opposite of the messes we saw in The Grudge. (laughs) <laughs> Which was basically just a few pieces yes. of crumpled newspaper and a juice box. <laughs> this was
0: just absolute wreck. And like the whole time they're showing the shot, is the amount of time it takes me to interpret what I'm seeing. Right. Let alone find whatever details they're trying to point me at. I'm like, I, I can't. I'm working on what those shoes are doing there. Like it's a mess. And there's tons of that. And like even, you know, they show the ceiling in the ritual room and it's got all the Mm -hmm. crisscrossing clotheslines up there. And just everything is so overwhelming and chaotic. And that's something artistic. I don't know what they're going for exactly, but it did something.
1: It definitely contributed to the chaotic feel of the movie and Mm -hmm. the the atmosphere of it. I absolutely agree with that.
0: And the rain did too. That was like Mm
1: -hmm. oppressive and Mm -hmm. it
0: was crazy rain.
1: I don't know that being able to create atmosphere through set design flows over to being able to write a cohesive plot.
0: I mean, maybe. It's just, there's something there.
1: Yeah, it is very possible. Now, I did read a review, a couple of reviews, actually, that, that wanted to interpret this movie as allegory or as metaphor for... The Japanese invasion of South Korea.
0: Yeah, I heard
1: about that. And you know, other people say the director has never said that this is true. The director, in fact, has said other things that are the exact opposite. Basically, like that there is no deep metaphor to it in that sense. That it's much more a religious, um, of religion, philosophical kind of movie that he was trying to make, but. You know, once you've created something, people can see in it what they will, right? And I think there's a lot to be said for the things that these people have seen in the sense that, you know, the disease that is working its way through this village looks an awful lot like syphilis Mm -hmm. and is, is decimating the village. And these are things you know. They're pointing out that when South Korea was invaded, you know, there was a lot of raping and and
0: which is something the Japanese man was doing in, in theoretically, possibly in a dream.
1: like he was being accused of that. <laughs> yes, at least we
0: saw like a a story being told of that,
1: right? And that like the the fact that the policemen they kind of represented the country, you know, the nation of South Korea, and that they were unable to stop this Japanese man from doing the things they he was doing
0: yeah and i mean it does fit pretty well
1: and one of them in particular talked about how the only character who seemed to have any real self-determination or like backbone basically was the girl's grandmother oh she and the japanese man were from the same generation but that they never confronted each other no, they that it not. never addressed that but that she was the one who was like we're going to, this is happening. We're going to go get a shaman. This is, you know, like mm-hmm. she knew what was going on, but then it, was, it wasn't it was trusted that she could do it. Like the, the, the person who was writing that review wanted her to have a bigger role in the story because- And she didn't. Then she would have been able to basically save everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Although she wanted to bring the shaman in and it turned out the shaman was in league with the devil, I think. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think we can safely say that that's- like, kind of clearly shown at the end, which is such a... I don't even know. There's so many confusing parts and conflicting parts. Mm -hmm. But, yeah.
1: I mean, I think it would be very possible to look at what happens in this movie and find connections to things from South Korea's past and the political climate and everything like that. You know, and I think even if the director didn't intend for those things to happen, one of the things that I read about was that he is South Korean, and he is Protestant. Mm -hmm. So like that he that he is creating this movie that has very Christian overtones and, um, which it
0: clearly does
1: philosophy, right? It's talking about the devil, but that he culturally is South Korean. And so for him to, you know, when he talks about it, he says, Oh, I made the devil a Japanese guy because it's an outsider. it's a foreign element, but mm-hmm. also it's hard to see you know he wanted it to be some a culture that looked similar to South mm. Korea so that he could talk about the difficulties of identifying good and bad, right like he was talking about you know when someone's attacking your castle and if you can't tell who's good and who's bad and whatever. But at the same time, having grown up in a South Korea that had been invaded by Japan, how much internalized racism (laughs) was he dealing with that made him decide, I need someone to be the devil. I know. How about this Japanese
0: guy? And then at the end of the movie, let's totally make him the devil. Like, the devil.
1: (laughs) Right. I mean, so for the first two-thirds of the movie... I was like, oh, this movie's super racist. Like, the Japanese guy is, you know, they're, they're spreading all of these terrible rumors about him making all these mm-hmm. assumptions because he's Japanese. And if it's really him who's doing it, like, then the movie is just straight up racist. Then
0: I, and uh, that whole time I thought that's not, they're not going to do that. He, he's going to turn out to have been a good guy all along and he's trying to fix everything and they're not understanding.
1: Exactly. And I was like, okay. Because for, for a little while, it felt like that was the way it was going to go. And I'm like, okay, so then this movie is making a point about mm-hmm. racism. These characters are straight up racist, but the movie yeah. is making a point about how they are wrong. Okay, then,
0: <laughs> then he
1: was just the devil, and he was the devil. And now I'm like, oh, I don't know. Because one way to look at it is the Japanese guy was the devil. That's pretty racist. Another way to look at it is... The devil decided to take on the form of a Japanese guy within this South Korean rural community Mm -hmm. because he knew that the people who lived in this community had this systemic mistrust. Yeah. And that they would react the way that they reacted. like
0: Yeah, of course, it might have been (laughs) nice to go undercover a little bit and sow some seeds of destruction, but I guess maybe not. I
1: mean, he was also in the Shaman, though, I think, or was working with the Shaman. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know what that relationship was or any of that. And the shaman, he appeared to be a normal guy. Like, you know, when, when the lovely ghost lady made him vomit all over the place, he ran home and was like trying to ritualize himself and make himself safe. And then he saw a crow and freaked out. And like, we were seeing that ourselves. So, that wasn't like anything he was faking. So, he really was scared of her. Like...
1: So here's the thing, though. Remember at that point, I was like, which one of them is evil? Yeah. I had an inherent mistrust of him. I, and I don't think it was just because plot-wise it would well, make sense to like him. Well, like you said,
0: it's because he looked like Eddie from Grounded for Life. <laughs>
1: yes. I mean, there is a certain level of automatic mistrust I have for <laughs> people with short, with men with short ponytails who wear turtlenecks. <laughs> yes. Turtlenecks it, uh, are yeah. just evil. Mm. Now, I couldn't tell there and I thought and I think that was made it means it was really well done that scene. Mm-hmm. That as I was watching it I'm like, "Ooh, either she is evil and attacking him mm-hmm. or he is evil and he can't withstand the purity that she was." Yeah. And it seems like all of the interpretations that I read, whichever direction they went, agreed that this woman represented purity in some way. Or at the yeah. very least, some of that, the the ones who were talking about it in a political way were saying that she represents the comfort women, oh, which yeah. like I guess is not so much purity as not as very pure. like innocence destroyed, right? Like yeah. young girls who were taken as sex slaves, basically for for the invaders. But no matter what, everybody seems to agree that she was definitely good by the end of the movie
0: that part i really liked how it did that how for the entire movie you're just swerving back and forth Mm -hmm. who's good and who's bad and you don't understand for sure until like the last scene where he's like look i'm the devil see the horns
1: (laughs) right and even then, I was like, wait, is this really happening? Yeah. Is this priest having a hallucination because he's racist and thinks <laughs> Japanese people are the devil? Like, what is... But I think it really was the devil. And even then with the shaman, I'm assuming that he was in league with the devil because he also had a camera.
0: Yeah. But he pulled a lot of tricks that made it look like he was on the other side. So. Yeah. Maybe they weren't tricks. Maybe he was. Maybe he's taking pictures to help the lady out.
1: So... The one, the, the interpretation that was the, the whole political thing mm-hmm. talked about how he represented the South Koreans who accepted Japan as invasion and joined up with them for their own personal gain. Like there was a part of me when he was doing his huge elaborate ritual with like yes. tables full of fruit and three huge sides of meat and, uh. and fires and, and a totem pole and a four-piece band and, like, (laughs) everything. There was a part of me that was going, that's nonsense. Like, he knows it's nonsense. He's faking this elaborate display so that he can get $10,000 off of this guy.
0: And that scene was so, like, I don't know how to interpret that scene because... As far as I can tell, his ritual was actually killing the Japanese man, which doesn't make any sense.
1: It was definitely suggested that that was the case.
0: And that's what he said was happening. And he's like, hey, don't you interrupted it. You're dumb. And they shouldn't have interrupted it. Would have been great. Except... He was actually working with him, so he probably wasn't trying to kill him. Although also, the lady said later that he can't be killed, he would be fine anyway, which we kind of saw because he got smashed by a car and was fine.
1: Yeah. So, it makes me think, though, that we we were led to believe that the, uh, what, death hex that the shaman was doing was affecting the Japanese man slash devil, and it really wasn't. Like, whatever happened to him was a part of the ritual he was doing, which was he was trying to raise that guy who... Trying um, to make a zombie. Yeah, he was trying to raise that one guy from the dead, and it was just, you know, like, that that was physically exhausting to him. And
0: Yeah, that kind of makes some sense. But then he hung out with the rock-throwing girl uh, who was purity and light and like they I don't know that they were friendly but they were like running together through the woods
1: so i believe he was chasing her through the forest you think? so and like the point where they oh, hung, his broken leg right and after he was like he collapsed and then he was curled up in his blanket and she showed up yeah. it seemed more like she showed up and was watching him yeah. rather than like hanging out with yeah. him i don't know i mean know. that was
0: definitely a unknown purpose anyway you can see from what we're all saying that this is total mystery to us. We don't know what's going on. So
1: this movie is definitely a horror film.
0: Yeah, it's pretty horrific.
1: It is also definitely a tragedy.
0: Yeah, it's so... Uh, when when the ghost lady has him like in the back alley and is like, don't go until the rooster crows three times. And right. he's like, mm, I don't know. That's one. Mm, I don't know. That's two. Okay, I'm leaving. Like, and, oh. And,
1: but he, we didn't know either. No, At we that didn't. point, that's it is very it. unclear whether she is good mm-hmm. or evil. Right. And so he's like being told by the shaman to go home because his daughter needs him. Yeah. And he's being told by the rock throwing girl <laughs> that he needs to stay here. Because she had set a trap for the demon. Yeah. And she's like, when the rooster crows the third time, the demon will have tripped the trap. Like, he'll be caught. Yeah. So he finally is like, I have to go back home. I have to get to my daughter. He goes back. He walks onto the property and the rooster crows for the third time because he tripped the trap.
0: I see. Yeah. I was just thinking it was a timing issue, but yeah. Nope. That was the sound.
1: So he trips the trap, the rooster crows, but because it's him, then his daughter who is possessed and has been through much of the movie, which is, you know, Most what the tragedy of, it, yeah. of the movie really is. She has killed her mother and her grandmother, and I guess kills him too, although he looks remarkably uninjured as he dies at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. He, he also, like, I got the impression, I mean, I don't feel like this is borne out by what we see. But it seemed like, you know, uh, the shaman comes in to take pictures of the corpses. Uh-huh. I feel like he played dead for the picture. And then he was like, don't worry, dad, he's going to take care of this. And was going to get up and get going places. But clearly, from the fade out, he was not going anywhere. No. He was wrong about whether, dad, he was going to fix anything. <laughs> see,
1: and I think that's the true tragedy of the film, yeah. is that he so desperately... Like, he, he oh, is awful. driven... By his fear and his hatred and his need for to avenge his daughter and protect his daughter to do terrible things. Like, he is a policeman and mm-hmm. he gathers up a posse of villagers and goes up to kill this Japanese guy. Which that feels like
0: something important to the message of the movie. I don't know what, but this idea, you know, that's the Japanese man, racist posse, hunting him down. Oh, that's- yeah. I think that's significant to
1: me, it talked about how easy it is for your Mm. internal biases and those things that you are raised with and don't even recognize how easily they can be turned into hatred and the willingness to like kill somebody who is other.
0: And that's why it's so messed up that he was the devil in the end. I was like, okay, yeah. but you were right. Good job. <laughs> you know?
1: Right? Like, there's a little bit of, yes, you should be careful about those dangerous Japanese people <laughs> right. in this movie, which I don't think was what it was trying to say. But it no. was one of those things where, you know, I've critiqued other movies, American movies, much more harshly on this, where they either don't address the message that they're causing for people with yes. internal biases Or they address it in an inappropriate or not quite accurate way or not quite careful enough way. And I have a hard time being too harsh on this because I don't understand the internal biases that are being triggered here.
0: Yeah.
1: But I do think they were being triggered. And I'm afraid that some people might watch this movie with some of those same internal biases and come away with the idea that, yep, the devil might be inside Japanese people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never know.
1: But I do I do think that he tragically failed in all of his many, many attempts to protect his daughter. And she is now a multi-murderer. And I don't think she's any longer possessed by this demon. I think from what we've seen in the movie, oh. the demon possesses people, makes them kill their whole families, and then leaves them.
0: And that's why they're always committing suicide after.
1: And also, like, each one of them afterwards was, like, just propped up on the yep. Porch outside of the room where they had just killed everybody and just yeah. like zombified, and I think it's because there's nothing left in them. They're they they've
0: just been destroyed. Yeah, that makes sense. There's also a very surface kind of reading to this whole movie if you ignore all the details mm-hmm. and you just go well, not all the details. They talk about how, you know, why did this happen to my daughter? And Mm -hmm. he's like, well, he's just fishing. He threw out bait Mm -hmm. and that's what he caught. It doesn't matter. It's totally random. She just happened to get caught. And that combined with the fact that he totally failed to save her and Mm -hmm. it, it was so tragic is kind of like a, well, that's life that like that's the whole message that that's yeah. one potential whole message to the movie is just it happens, I mean,
1: and that's life,
0: that's life.
1: <laughs> It, you know, that takes us back to that philosophical religious question too, which is why does God let bad things happen? Well, he just does, is sort of what this movie is <laughs> he saying. <just> like does. <laughs> because the devil is real and the devil is fishing for souls, and if you get caught by the devil, you get caught by the devil, hey, and if that's just the caught way it goes. By the
0: devil, God will hold your hand for a couple minutes and be like, Come on, wait for the Okay, go. <laughs> I tried.
1: I tried. Yeah, it, it definitely has what seems to me like a very fatalistic sort of message to it. And it's the sort of message that would... If I had faith would lead me to be like, yeah, I think I'm not going to have that faith anymore. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any oh. sense. But, you know, you had said that this director made this movie after he had experienced a lot of death of loved ones in his life. And so, you know, yeah. it's him grappling with that question of why does God let bad things happen? Yeah. And apparently the answer he came up with is why not? because <laughs> bad things happen. Like... Uh, You know, he just does. There's no underlying, like, these bad things had to happen in order in order for this greater good to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's what
0: people always try and it just does not pan out.
1: And there wasn't even bad things were happening to bad people. Like I mm-hmm. think Gu did a lot of terrible things. Like he eventually he sure got to the point where I wouldn't have been surprised in a religious story if he had been punished for the things he had done. But he got that way while trying to fight <laughs> the bad thing that had already happened to Oh my to gosh. Him.
0: So then you think about the bait and the trap. He was entrapped into this. So, it's like entrapment. Like, she got... He's like, oh, she got sick before I started doing this stuff. So, that's not why, he tried to argue. Like, well... Yeah, she got sick to entice you into trying to do bad things because if you were really good, you wouldn't have done anything bad. It's a terrible crime.
1: This reminds me of a thing that I saw recently talking about a city where rehab centers that give out methadone are closed on Sundays, so they give out double doses on Saturday, (laughs) and then police officers... Pretend to be drug addicts in desperate need, and they approach people who have recently been given their double dosage of methadone and they ask them to give them their extra dose, which is illegal. And then they do because they are trying to help somebody, Mm -hmm. and then they arrest them because they have committed a crime by doing it. It's exactly that same thing where they are enticed into doing the thing that they were always going to be punished for.
0: And that brings to mind the director, when he's been interviewed about this movie, He's he says, I began to wonder about the nature of God. What if he was not always good? If the ghost lady was doing this entrapment instead of the devil, which makes sense because that's who would be giving you a test, then yeah, she's not really being good, is she? <laughs> she's... It's kind of no. terrible.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's all very complex and convoluted and I do kind of stand by the my original statement that I think while there are parts to it that can make sense and you can like, you know, carve some sort of cohesiveness out of it, I think in in its entirety, I don't know that there's a storyline that m- means something all the way through where it's consistent all the way through.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure either.
1: Before recording this, I looked up what I rated The Witch from a few years back because it had a very similar feel to me, and I gave that movie a 4.5. And I think I am going to rate this movie on a similar scale in the sense that there was so much to like about how it was done, so much to like about the production values and the the artistry and the and the atmosphere of this movie, that I enjoyed watching it, even though I felt like there was something fundamentally missing from the storyline. Like, mm-hmm. like that the plot of it was broken in some way. Even though it was almost three hours long, at the end, when I didn't feel the resolution I was looking for, or I didn't get the answers that I really wanted, wanted to get in order to feel like I knew what the um, the storytellers were trying to tell, yeah. I still didn't feel like I had wasted my time. At the end of Open House, I enjoyed <laughs> Open House till the very end where they were like, oh, you're looking for an ending? Ha ha, no. And that made me dislike the entire movie. Like, I was it so was angry awful. about that. In this case, when I realized that he was dying... It faded out and it was over. And I was like, huh, I do not know what just happened. I did not have that same anger reaction where I was like, oh, I just sacrificed three hours of my life
0: yeah. to this. It's a lot more hours too.
1: Yes. So, you know... It, I should have been angrier, <laughs> but it was so enjoyable to watch for so many other reasons that I was okay with that. And I think I had that same reaction to the witch. I I don't think I liked the story of the witch very much, but the way it was told and the the visuals in particular were just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I do agree with a lot of the reviews that I read that said that this movie could use some more editing. Like I said earlier, like Killing Your Darlings, it's a thing. Yeah. There were probably a few Darlings that could have been taken out of this movie, and it still would have been a perfectly good movie. Probably would have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. But overall, I, I liked it. I am going to give this movie four jars of soy sauce out of five.
0: All right. I too enjoyed watching this movie. I am, however, the only person in America that did not like The Vavich. Yep. I gave it a 2.5, really didn't enjoy it. But I do see that it was made well, like very impressive cinematography and just the performances and all. Do
1: you feel the same similarities between that movie and this movie?
0: I don't know if I see that. It's been such a long time. I don't know if I should be seeing that or not. So, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't understand this movie, but I do really feel like there's something there that the director, writers, everybody was putting in there and was creating, and I just didn't get it. And, you know, that doesn't always happen. Some movies, I don't understand it. And my impression is, yeah, there's a reason I'm not understanding this garbage. So it's definitely a different kind of feeling. And so for me, I felt that in there and was like, this is, there's something. Mm -hmm. It was too long. However, and like you said, they could have definitely trimmed it down and maybe it would have made more sense with less red herrings and confusing parts. So in the end, though, I really liked it. I loved how it looked and just a lot of the stuff like uh, the little girl was a great actress. Like she did awesome. I thought she did very well. That's not normal at all. That's very strange. She was
1: terrifying. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's, all the people in there were good and it It was just really cool. So I enjoyed it and I will give it four soy sauce jugs out of five. But in mine, the crow is in a different jug than it is for you because we came at it from different directions.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting that we gave it the exact same score, but for basically opposite reasons.
0: Yeah. And what I think is also interesting and sad is A, that this entire rating section got deleted the first time.
1: It was so good. And now it's very
0: lame. It failed to record the first time. And so now we just sound lame. And that's because we're sad. But B, we're also very sad to be leaving you all. This is day 31. It's over.
1: It's over. This is the end. It's not actually the end, though.
0: What? It's not?
1: Because I know that on Halloween... Spoilers, guys. It's not actually Halloween as we're recording this. (gasps) You are going to sit there and watch as many horror movies as you can during the whole day.
0: Yes. My favorite experience.
1: And I very specifically say you, because (laughs) as much as I can watch a horror movie a day for a month and enjoy it, I cannot watch nine horror movies back to back to back to back to back in one day. So tomorrow I will be back. Asking you questions about the additional Halloween marathon that you have all by yourself.
0: And it's going to be good. It's going to be so good.
1: It's going to be so good.
0: It's going to be so
1: bad. It's good.
0: Oh, I hope to watch a lot of terrible ones. Yes. (laughs) So we'll see you back for that. But otherwise, I'm afraid Halloween is over, folks.
1: Wah, wah, wah.
0: Maybe we'll see you next year.
1: Does that mean it's Christmas now?
0: It's not Christmas. Oh, all right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: It is day 31.
0: Oh, no. It's Halloween.
1: And we are doing our final hamumu. I can never get all of these H words in the right order. Whatever. It is day thirty-one. Oh no! And we are doing our final. Oh no! Hamumu home. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs>